Words matter. Until you see the effect of your words, it's hard to understand how much the words you choose matter. This can happen in both positive and negative ways. I'm sure you've said something to a friend or colleague and thought afterwards, boy, I could have put that a different way, a better way. We've all been there. There's probably been other times when you really affected or moved someone and you knew it right away. You probably thought, wow, I really connected on that one. Most of the time, this happens by accident or randomly, but it doesn't have to. We can and we definitely should make a conscious effort to choose the right words for the right situation. This is something my father taught my sister and I, and he was very good at it. Not surprisingly, he was a very persuasive speaker. Let's look at a couple of examples. The cool thing about this exercise is that the words will seem very similar, but the meaning and intent can be drastically different. Here are two words that are similar. In fact, one is a derivative of the other, but in conversation or in the game of persuasion, they can be worlds apart. Will and would. You have a fence that needs to be replaced in your yard and you could use a hand. It's just not a one-man job. You might think to ask your neighbor, would you give me a hand with the fence? Sounds reasonable and of course it is. But is it effective? You could increase your likelihood of getting help if you change would to will. Now if you ask, will you give me a hand with the fence, you're more likely to receive help. Why would that be the case? Let's look at the words. Would, to the person who hears it, is somewhat theoretical. They're probably thinking, of course I would. I don't know if I want to or if I will, but of course I would want to help. Will changes that to a definitive. Yes, I will help you with the fence. In the mind of the listener is more concrete. A person has a hard time walking away from something they say they will do. Think about it. Would you go to the gym? Would you date my sister? Would you run for mayor? The answer to most of these could easily be sure, why not? Now if we said, will you go to the gym? Will you date my sister? Will you run for mayor? Suddenly the answer changes to, eh. Now they have to think about that. See, that's a commitment. Let's try another one. Perhaps someone is having a rough day. You can see it clearly on their face and in their body language. You feel bad and you want to help. Or at the very least, lend an open ear. What do you say to them? I'm sure you said this in the past to someone. What's wrong with you today? It makes total sense. Something isn't right. Something is clearly wrong. But how will they respond to that? They may be thinking something like, Nothing's wrong with me. It's them. Now, you've not only made things worse, but they are also mad at you. Instead, what if you said, what's bothering you? Or what's troubling you? It seems such a slight difference, but now you're immediately validating what they're feeling. It's not that their state that you're evaluating, it's the thing that's bothering them that you're evaluating. This is not so personal to the listener. It says to them, I'm on your side. How can I help? The previous way says, you're not right. Wow, when you put it that way, it's light years difference. Here's one I just helped a friend with. Let's say there's conflict between you and a friend, a neighbor, a family member, colleague, whoever, doesn't matter. 
you genuinely know you did nothing wrong, but you would prefer to mend the relationship. It's better for you to fix a strained relationship than to continue tension between both of you. Fix it or quit it. Here's the problem. You don't want to apologize because you have nothing to apologize for. You don't want to relinquish power in the situation and let the other person think they won or they were right. You don't want to say, I'm sorry for what I did because you're not and have no reason to be. On the other hand, you want this settled. So how about saying this, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's genuine because you don't want the person feeling hurt or disrespected. It acknowledges how they feel. It's also reaching out an open hand instead of holding a fist. What it doesn't do is apologize for what was done. There's no need for that. Let's say a good friend is having a hard time and asks to borrow $800. One problem, you don't have $800 to lend. So you have to say that you can't help them right now and they get offended or disappointed. You do not have to apologize for that regardless how they feel. On the other hand, you don't want your friend hurting or feeling bad, so you reach out to try to soothe the situation and say, I'm really sorry you feel bad about the money. I just don't have it to give. You're acknowledging their difficulty and showing compassion for the situation. It doesn't change the fact that you're not lending them money. It just says to them, I get it, and I wish you didn't feel that way. It can be very effective. All right, let's try one more. You're having a hard time at work with some software you're using for the first time. It's really a struggle and it's clear for everyone to see. One colleague sees you struggle and stops by your desk and asks, what do you need? You immediately think, I don't need anything from you, dude. Another person later comes to you with a look that screams, I don't want to bother you and gently says to you, is there anything I can help you with? Wow, what a difference. The first person didn't mean anything by it. He really wanted to help. He just chose the wrong words. It's the difference between what do you need and how can I help. It seems so slight, but one builds a bridge and the other creates a gulf. We have the ability to really influence people with each and every conversation we have. Most of us have a vast arsenal of words we can use to describe what we really want to say, what we really want to get done, what we really want to convey. We just choose the wrong words. So next time you're talking to a colleague about work, or your wife about weekend plans, or talking to your kids about their responsibilities, be sure to choose your words wisely. They matter so much, and this one simple idea can be the difference between persuading someone in a positive way or swinging, missing, and striking out. The right words really do matter.